What's up, everybody? Joss and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast. As always, plenty of exciting Chelsea action to get into. It's going to be a spectacular show. As always, I'm here with my man, Jay Himmelstein, and we are going to talk about not only what's going on with Brighton on the pitch, but what's going on in the respective boardrooms as we continue to struggle over players and they continue to bend us over the barrel. But before that, man, what's up with you, Jay? How are you feeling, brother? Life is good, man. Life is real good. I'm liking what I'm seeing from this squad. Little by little, it feels like we're starting to see some competent football out there. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, I will. I mean, being at the link, there's a lot of energy there. Uh, a lot of Chelsea jerseys, and I gotta be—I I gotta be honest—I saw a lot more Brighton apparel than I had initially thought I was gonna see. There were, you know, plenty of Gull supporters out there. You know, shouts out to them. It's great to see, you know, the game is growing and that there's, you know, different fan bases all across the country. So that was actually, you know, pretty cool to see. That being said, I was smiling at the same stuff uh, you were. Granted, giving up that first goal was not what we wanted to see, but we did rebound quickly. And it was a lovely, lovely intentional flick by Mr. Nkunku to get us off the schneid and onto the score sheet. You know, it's preseason, it's a friendly, so it's it's really hard to get too excited about this. But if we had gone down one nil pretty much in any competition, no matter what, you know, whether we were doing a squad on squad scrimmage at Cobham, whoever whoever scored first was going to win that game going away. So and honestly, when they scored that goal, and it was again training ground goal, boom, 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 better yep. across the box. I'm like, fuck, we're in for it today. They're gonna put another whooping on us. And then they did it. And we showed resolve and we showed camaraderie and we showed togetherness. And the guys piece it together, they gained control of the game, and then eventually we got one back. We didn't see this in the character of this squad last year whatsoever. So again, it's preseason, it's a friendly, but it's also a little bit more amped up of a friendly given that it's against Brighton and you know, with all the static and all the shit that's gone on between these two clubs, uh, the fact that we're fighting over a player and there's a lot of stuff going on, like you had mentioned between the boardrooms. Um, this was a very unfriendly friendly. And the fact that they were able to rebound and show some backbone and show that spine that we were begging for, I thought was great. Yeah. I mean, and when you talk about the physicality and how unfriendly the friendly was, the fact of the matter is, they got a guy sent off as you know, and that was and that was deserved, you know, by by all means that absolutely had to happen. So, you know, those guys were definitely out there competing. It was nice to see some high quality football and us playing competent attacking football against, you know, a legitimate side uh who's gonna offer us some competition in the Premier League and they're gonna be playing in Europe and we're not. So that being said, like I said, I mean I really liked what I saw from Nkuku. And, you know, thinking about this, man, and we'll we'll have to go deeper. If it pans out, we really do have some exciting attacking options uh, in front of us right now. And if we continue to, you know, build on the squad and build on some continuity, hopefully we'll have some very, very, very dangerous combinations at the top. Yeah, I mean, listen, the bodies are there. Uh, There are still guys that haven't gotten any minutes that I think we'd like to see, right? In Cuckoo, not in Cuckoo. Lonnie Matawiki hasn't gotten any game time. I'd like to nope. see him out there a little bit. Um, there's a lot of rumors swirling around about us picking up some additional wingers and some other guys who could potentially play in the middle. Um, it's coming together. And 
Mudrick getting his first minutes of the preseason. I thought he had some good moments. More than anything else, forgetting about any of the individual performances, just what a stark contrast between what we saw last year with guys just not knowing what to do with the ball, just complete indecisiveness, um, not knowing what their teammates were going to be doing, and having that cause just log jam between their ears. Right, nobody was thinking quick. Nobody was acting quick. There were no quick passes. And in you know, Pochettino came on board. I think it was a couple of days after July first. So we're talking about three yep. weeks of being on the training ground. Guys look like they have some clue of what the hell is going on. So it's just a stark contrast between a professional coach and coaching matters versus what we were dealing with last year, which who the hell knows what that was. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's amazing to see little one-two combinations, give and goes, like s- simple things in theory, but that when executed well and when executed quickly are devastating. And we're seeing this constantly now. You know, Nine goals in two friendly games is still nothing to seize at regardless of the competition. So I'm loving what I'm seeing. Um, and I hope that these guys could continue to build on it, continue to gain confidence. And I don't know, I'm getting excited about this season. I think we're going to put out a pretty decent product. It's awesome. So I and so I want to make a, a distinction. So when you think about some of the some of the additions, and let's you know by all measures, Mudrick is still a new addition. Yeah, I mean, he came in in the winter. Uh, you know, coming from Ukraine, obviously there's a little war going on over there. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, you know, he's he's coming out of a, a very difficult situation. Finally gets a chance to settle, get acclimated. You know, a permanent manager is now in place. That that poor kid, you know, got got pulled over the rack last year. I mean, it was terrible. But seeing him, you know, operate like that was fantastic. His goal made me the happiest. I just I just felt so happy for him. Just it's got to be something that's been wearing on him. There's no doubt about it. He's got to get onto the score sheet and open his account. Of course, it's a friendly. We know that it doesn't you know really count, but it really mattered. In the grand scheme of things, because, you know, just to just to see his exuberance, his his joy, he it, it's going to help him enjoy it more and, and just be more of an integrated, seamless part of the team. I got to say that made me the happiest. What actually makes me the most excited is Nick. Jackson. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely. Ah. Like, I mean, come on, baby. Like having an actual nine. It, it just this is Chelsea Football Club. Short of Didier Drogba and Diego Costa, we don't do nines. And uh, it, it's been great to see this happening. And I almost don't want to believe it, but man, does he look the real thing. And he looked great live, too. I mean, he he pops out in person just as much as he does on television, at least the two times that we've seen him in, in blue. And man, he did not disappoint. And it makes me very excited yeah dude i hope this isn't a flash in the pan um what we've seen has been so good man and and we took all the things that kai havertz wasn't decisive good with the ball on his feet direct all over the park all over the park the guy picks up a ball on the left side he picks up the ball on the right side he squirts right up the middle um he can hold up play he's making the like how many times we were like, okay, these guys when they get to the final third, they shoot when they're not supposed to shoot, they pass when they're not supposed to pass. Every decision that they're making is wrong. And with this guy, he's just like calm, cool, collected. No matter how many dudes are around him, and he'll just flick a ball off, boom, right on a tee, bang, back of the net. 
that interchange between him and Mudrick was just beautiful. Oh. And even the, 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 the goal that Connor scored, you know, just to have the composure when you're surrounded by bodies and not freak out and not spaz and not do something stupid and not just flail at the ball and kick it right at a defender, get a deflection and automatically lose momentum, but to have the patience and the composure to just get that ball right into the perfect spot. Boom. It makes the goals look easy. And he's been amazing. So the finish off the ball from Kukurea, composure and bang right awesome. into the top corner. I mean, awesome. we haven't had this in quite some time. I hope he's the real deal. It looks like the real deal. Let's just hope he builds I mean, on it. The speed solves and a huge like, problem. Oh, I mean, it, the the biggest the biggest problem. And if he can really show himself as a as a guy who's in the eleven, a guy you run out every week, that also helps Broya continue to recover. Yeah, for sure, uh, you know, if, if we're allowed to get maybe an Ivan Tony, you know, into the mix, having having some some competition there as well. Striker then is not a problem. It's an absolute strength. And uh, that that certainly hasn't been the case for us for a number of years. And think about all the, the strikers we're starting to acquire, just plant around. You know, we still got Fofana. He's going to go out on loan. Uh, you know, some of the other attacking talent that we're acquiring. We know that Angel Gabriel is going to go to Strasbourg, now owned by Bluco. So we know that, you know, he's going to be over with Patrice Vieira and be able to, to play, continue to grow, uh, you know, this young attacking squad, Mataweke, uh, obviously Mudrick, Jackson, these are all young guys who are with the program. And, you know, hopefully we can get this thing turned in the right direction and and, and make some noise here. So far, so good, man. I mean, it looks that way. And you know, even if we're without, even if we're without a true number nine, I don't feel bad with having Nkuku be the top of the spear. I think, again, it's it's about the system of play and how we're generating scoring chances. That's what was missing. I mean, I, I, I would venture to say that even if we retained Kai Havertz, even with his deficiencies being a number nine, I think that he would play great in the system, honestly. Because again, it's like these guys know exactly what to do. When you receive a ball you know where you're going to expect the runner to be. You know how guys are flowing around the system. And these guys already looked, I mean, polished and well-drilled. We're not seeing the indecision. We're not seeing those moments where the ball's at their feet and they just don't know what to do. It's just a stark contrast from what we've seen recently, and it's it's great. It's attractive football. It's fun. It gives you confidence that even if you go down a goal or two, that you have the wherewithal and you have the polish to be able to come back. The guys are going to have that confidence. The fans are going to have that confidence. Um, the defense, we'll talk about that in a little bit. It looks it, like we need a little bit of work there, but, you know. No doubt. Well, and I want to touch on that that word right there, confidence. That was the that was the word I had down for Nkunku. Like, when he's out there, he just exudes the, the, the confidence. He's got a, a very classy elegance to his game. And that really definitely comes out. So if you've got the, you know, the energy from the Nick Jackson, the energy from a Mudrick, the style and some of the flair, maybe from a Matawake on the right, and you put in that cohesive, elegant score who can make a decision and play make and score goals within Kunku, you got a really nice, a really nice cocktail up there in the, uh, in the top half of the pitch for us. 
And yeah, if those guys can continue to work on those combinations, refine those one twos and some of those things that they're doing, the future really is bright. And it's, it's nice to be cracking a wry smile and thinking ahead about some, some positive things that we can see happening instead of us just thinking that the world's falling all the time. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this. I mean, obviously I have my thoughts watching it from TV. We were raving after the Wrexham game about Andre Santos and Cesare Cassidy. You know, they, they didn't play together in this game. They overlapped each other. Um, did you keep an eye out for those guys? What did you think about seeing those two dudes live? Well, I, I got to admit, uh, I, I did have my eye on Santos, not as much on Cesare when, when he, when he came on, it was a little, little later on in the game and you know, I got, I got a couple kids. So we, um, in terms of, of Andre, he certainly, he certainly looks the part. Uh, he's out there, he's confident, but you know, he's still got a lot to learn. It, it's different being out there against Brighton than it is against Wrexham, uh, w- without a doubt. And, you know, we gave, we gave up the early goal. What wasn't anybody's, you know, wasn't his fault, I should say. But, uh, you know, having, having their cages rattled and to see him to continue to, to play well, I, I really, I really liked him. Uh, and, and that's almost the, the best part is when your, your midfield is just making the engine go and you're almost not saying anything about him. That means that it's really, really good play. Because on the other side, if you're if you're just getting lashed in the middle, uh, you can you can point out the problem areas quick. But I uh, I did like my my performance from Andre, but you know it w- it wasn't a standout performance. I guess I'd say that. Yeah, I I kind of felt I felt the same way. Um, we didn't see the same openness to the game because again, Brighton's a much different team. They're a team that's yep. played together. They're confident with each other. Uh, we didn't see those guys have as much time on the ball. We didn't see them go on. Although Cesare did have a couple of really good runs, um, I didn't see as many of the things where they where they had their head up or they had the time to have their head up, and they were looking to pick out pe- longer passes and looking to find those seams because I don't think the seams were there. So um, this is a good test for them. I thought it was a no good doubt. performance. It wasn't standout, so I agree with you on that. Um, but you know, again, I'm excited to see how the midfield shapes up. Right. Obviously, there's some rumors as far as where we are with Caicedo, whether that's completely stalled, what Brighton's doing to hold that up. Um, you know, it'll be good to see these guys continue to go up against other Premier League teams as we're doing the you know U.S. tour and see how they can hold up against it, because we may have to rely upon them for some portion of the season. Well, here's the other thing, like with the, with the Caicedo stuff. I, I really don't like the what I'm hearing out of the, the Brighton situation right now. I've got up here on the board, on the rundown board, I've got fuck Brighton. They're always ripping <laughs> us off. That's what that's that's what that's what I have uh you know over here. And that's what they that's what they do. And well and you know, they've obviously done like a, a lot of really good business in the past couple of years with the you know the Ben Whites of the world. Obviously they got us with freaking Kukurea and the manager and the the staff. And now with this with this Caicedo situation, it really sucks because, you know, the player wants to go. We gave a perfectly acceptable bid, especially for, you know, they've had him for like a year and a half. It's not like he's been with the club and he's a club legend. He's like 21 years old and and they bought him for dick and they're about to sell him for a Brinks truck of cash. It's like, what else do you want? And you and you're crushing us. So what could be better? Just take the money and leave us the fuck alone. 
And I, I don't understand. And and, uh, and of course, they keep on bringing up Eli, uh, excuse me, Levi Colwell. And, you know, we won't sell him. And they're saying that they want him as a make weight. Fuck those guys. Like, they, these guys have some fucking balls, man. I, I don't I don't like these dudes at all. Like. You know, I, I guess there's a there's one way to, you know, really amp up a rapist and it's to make yourself available. And we've done that. Like, like, dude, they know they're like, dude, these guys again. All right. OK, so uh, it's one thing for them to bargain if they want to juice up the fee. <laughs> You know, if 60 isn't enough, 70 isn't enough, they want to get it up to 89. That's their prerogative. I'm fine with that. But to continually just let Levi Cole will be the sticking point is annoying. It's like, all right, if we're saying that that's off the table, let it go. You've already promised this player that you're going to let him leave. He did you a solid by staying last January when he there were offers for him. It's kind of like do the right thing. Don't piss off the player. You're going to make a mess in your own clubhouse. So... You might as well sell them, take some money. And I don't care if – listen, it's, it's it's absolutely their right to ask for whatever the hell fee that they want. Hopefully they negotiate and they bring this down. But honestly, they know we need him. They know we need him. They know we don't have a tremendous – you know, tons of alternatives that are bringing what that guy can bring as a two-way midfielder. So if they yeah. want to play hard to get, I get that. Just leave Levi Colwell out of the conversation. Like, they, like don't and let that be now. the thing that continually it- comes up. It's just silly. Well, and, and especially now, which, it's like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. no, no, no. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, especially with Fafana going down, it's like, hey, Brighton, sorry, guys, can't do it. We just lost one of the best center backs in the league. We got to keep Eli. Levi, yeah. Jesus. And, and speaking of which, I thought he looked great. The, but, dude, I definitely don't want to get rid of I don't give a shit. I'd rather go without oh, no Moises Caicedo and find some other replacement in the midfield or rely upon the young guys and even think about including him in a deal like that. No. Dude, that dude, the way he can pick out passes from the back line, the balls that he was playing over the top Lefty? Lefty were beautiful. Too? Dude, for that, again, just to have a tool like that, which, again, is not something that we had last year whatsoever. We lost it with Rudiger. We had it with David Luiz for some period of time. But to have somebody from your back line that can just rip the top off of the defense and hit you in transition is such a beautiful asset. And he opened up multiple attacks playing from the back line. He can carry the ball forward. He's confident on the ball. The penalty was the penalty. I almost kind of felt like when I saw yeah. the replay that you could see his hamstring knot up in the middle of his leg. So again, he had a cramp. He pulled up. It was a clumsy tackle. It is what it is. But everything else that I saw from him, especially when he was playing next to Thiago Silva, I thought looked sharp. So he's no, awesome. so no, no, he's not going anywhere. No way. And I heard they what well, they offered like thirty million dollars. And, start, then they'll, and then they'll sell them, sell them for, you know, what, 80, 90? What, Harry Maguire? Harry Maguire went for 85. What, are they going to try to get him for 95? No. Like, I mean, no. It's insane. Dude, just make this about money. You make a bid. We come and counter. We find somewhere in the middle and call the sing a day and leave the player out of it. I, I don't know what more we have to tell them to be like, no, he's untouchable. Are we still talking here or should we direct our attentions elsewhere? Yeah, seriously, we yeah, got to do that. It's just silly. It's been I going mean, on this long. It does. Uh, well, then, speaking of you know other players either headed out or or guys that might be coming in, uh, I'd like to talk about you know Connor now. So we that that this has been you know very very uh, dicey topic around these parts for quite some time. Uh, you know Connor's Connor's your boy. 
not somebody that you've historically loved, but are you starting to see some improvement? Do you, do you like what you're seeing more from him that you'd like to keep him around? Because again, as we all know, he's pure profit to the Chelsea books towards financial fair play. Do you think that you want to see Connor pack his bags? And he's proper Chelsea. Two, two goals in two preseason games. Obviously, blinds us from some of the other things. When I see what Cesare Cassidy is bringing to the midfield, what I see what Carney make as a midfielder can bring to the game, what I see what Andre Santos is bringing to the game, I get excited in seeing that potential. I get excited because I can see, you're seeing flashes of creativity and movement and pace and intellect they have a different level of understanding for this game than a guy like Connor Gallagher and their ceiling is a billion times higher. Like those guys have the ability to be far, far, far better than Connor Gallagher will ever be. Now forget the goals. Like if he would have missed the goal against Brighton, that would have been calamitous. He was standing right in front of, there was no one in front of him. There's no way you should have not scored there. Right. So that was more about the play from Nicholas Jackson than it was about the goal from what I can't stand about him, even even what we've seen in these two in these two games, he's got a little bit of that John Obi McKell in him, where like literally every fucking pass goes backward. Every pass. I, I, I like the energy he brings when he's trying to close down players. I like the the counter press. I like um you know, obviously he's done some things on the offensive end, he's bagged two goals. That's all great stuff. But it's strange. It's like every single time he receives the ball on our half of the pitch, the ball never, ever, ever goes forward. He never makes a turn and runs and finds somebody. That drives me crazy. He's not I, a dribbler. I, I don't. I don't. I, I just don't get like what that is. And that was a lot of what we saw last season: is guys just again running back, receiving the ball, not progressing. They, it doesn't even matter if they're being closed down. He may have guy no within. Not, not within 10 yards of him. And still, the first thing he's going to do is just kick it right back to his center back. And I, 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 don't, I don't get that part of his game. So for me, still, even with the lack of depth, if you can get $40 million plus for him, I pull the trigger immediately. I think he's a decent player. I don't think he gets better than decent. Oh, if we get an offer for 40 yes. I mean, $40 I mean, for, for Connor? The, the rumor is that West, the, the, the rumors, that's what West Ham offered for him. Quid, by the way, I'm not. Uh, that that's that's pounds sterling, forty million pounds sterling, not euros or any of that. I want forty million. I would do it in a second. Quid. I would do it in a second. I think that a guy like that is replaceable, and I think that there, we have better young talent. And I don't see if you can make that kind of pure profit on him, and if his role, his true role, is going to be the benefit he's going to bring to this club is that if you happen to have a lead and you need to throw him in there for 15 minutes of energy at the end of the game, that ain't worth it to me because I don't see a lot else. All right, we got another uh, outgoing player I want to talk about before we uh, talk about two possible incomers. We got Callum Hudson-Odoi, who I didn't realize how much money he was making. He was making like a buck 20 or something like that. He was making a lot of money. We signed him. We fucking threw the bag at him. Yeah, definitely. Well, Byron, we're going to buy him for, for a yeah, ton of money. I to lock that. it up. But it looks like he's going to be headed out the door for 
to uh, Fulham, which I think is a great deal. I guess, you know, we we rejected the, the first deal, but, uh, you know, Callum Hudson-Odoi is a good player and he's still really young. Uh, they're going to get a, I think Callum Hudson-Odoi and Pulisic are going to get like, it's it's similar. Uh, I mean, we won't sell Callum Hudson-Odoi nearly for the Pulisic money, but AC Milan got a real bargain with Christian Pulisic. And I think yeah. that uh, Fulham's going to get a great deal with Callum Hudson-Odoi. I mean, they're going to get him for, you know, pennies on the dollar from, you know, 10, what the 15, old valuation were. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, don't think we're getting more than 10 or 15 for him. Yeah, like, we'll we'll, we'll see with that. But, Which is fine. Uh, we, That's great. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. We, and he's pure profit, too. So yeah. just, just, just get him balanced. And then uh, another interesting transfer target that's been popped out there today is Michael Olise from Crystal Palace. He's actually really freaking good. Uh, I, I remember, you know, watching him throughout the, the last year and some change. Very exciting player, wore the number seven this year for Crystal Palace, uh, was racking up some assists on some, you know, on a less than stellar team. So he definitely brings something to the to the table. He could be another exciting young guy, but uh, it's starting to look crowded up front, especially, you know, he would, I believe he plays up on the right. Um, so, you know, you're, you're adding a little bit more talent there, but uh, what do you think about Michael Elise? I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Um and he's forgetting, young. I'm looking. I'm, I'm forgetting the other guy we've been rumored with from Ajax. Forgetting this. Oh, the midfielder. Name. Yeah, they're all playing like similar positions. It's like they, you know, between Ryan Turkey, the guy from Ajax, uh, they're kind of similar where they can both play on the right side, but they can also play centrally, um, and maybe play in. Um, you know, when we're playing the four-two-three-one. They're playing a little bit ahead of the midfielders where Tukumeka has been starting recently. Mm-hmm. I like both of those guys also. Um, Elise brings a different skill set. Like he's kind of a, a younger, potentially better version. Um, oh my God, what's his name? Of um, the guy who who screwed up the deal with the PSG. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Hakeem Ziyech. Yeah, he's kind of like that. He's got that wicked left foot. He's got the wicked left foot. He can just spin balls into the box. Um, I would love that because we need. Raheem Sterling is another sour spot from the game. He looks like shit, and yeah, he I, he I, just he he looks off the pace for so, sure. So, so if if we think about the fact that he might not be the answer, you have Nani Matawiki who you can put in there. We haven't seen him, so we don't know exactly how he's going to play within all these guys. He's coming off the World Cup, I know he has, has got a little time off. And stuff yeah, like no, we that, just haven't so. seen him, so it's like we don't know how that's going to fit in. Raheem Sterling has not looked the part. So bringing in a dude like that, who again is young, is super talented, is a playmaker. I I like it. Set pieces, corners. I like it a lot. How are you feeling about it? No, look, I I love the left foot. We we do need some more attackers that that are left footed. Uh, you know, we need somebody else on that on that right side. Nani has an in you know an injury history. We can't rely on him for thirty eight you know, Premier League games and cups and all that stuff. We we need some more depth. And I do really like Cherokee as well. So look, we are doing a lot of acquisitions right now. We are acquiring a lot of talent. We are, you know, we're gonna start stashing some some guys around uh when the you know when the final rosters you know come out. It's gonna be very interesting to see who we decide to keep that mix of youth and youth. I don't know if there's aside from Raheem Sterling and you know Thiago Silva, we're not looking at very many you know senior profile guys 
uh, on the squad. So, well, you know, Chile's starting to get up there, obviously, as seasoned. Reese has been around for a while, but these guys are still pretty freaking young, man. It's a it's a young bunch, and that that's another reason why it's uh, it's so exciting. But look, man, four three victory. Things are looking positive. What are you looking forward to the most in the next match as we continue, you know, to develop and put a put a cap on this show here? I mean, I'm feeling good about what I'm seeing offensively and in transition. I was a little bit concerned when uh, you know, this was kind of the tale of two games. It was the one one portion of the game, and then there was the red card and everything that happened after that. Defensively, we looked like shit after we went Not up. Great, Bob, head, and it looked like they were cutting right through us. So I think there's probably some there's still some work that needs to be done. Um, on the defensive end, obviously we're a little bit short on bodies, but um, I want to see a solidify on the back. That's what I'm looking for. I want to see a little bit more progress here because I'm feeling very comfortable with what I'm seeing in the midfield and up top. I what love it, you? man. No, well, same thing, man. You can't you can't give up two shorthanded goals. I mean, yeah. you, you can't be you can't be up a man giving giving two goals up. It's just unacceptable uh regardless of the of the circumstances so yeah we obviously got to tighten that up but uh it's better to score four and give up three than it is to uh score uh, to give up three and score less than that so being on the right side of the uh of the stick is is the place to be so look man wrapping up another fantastic show this is great stuff i really appreciate you coming out and doing this with me here everybody out there listening everybody else tuning in wherever you're doing it however you listen to us and watch our videos we really appreciate it slam the like button give us a comment and feedback we always get back to you until next time josh and jay signing off and america is blue